This is the Real Life Blue Stories podcast, a collection of unique perspectives shedding light on the real life, everyday stories of the Indianapolis Colts. It's brought to you by your host, Megan Hall of USA Today's Colts Wire. So this is the Real Life Blue Stories podcast with your host, Megan Hall. Welcome to episode two. So we're back and I've got some special guests with me. I'm joined by Mr. Trey Frazier and Mr. Maestro Styles of the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. That is a mouthful. That is definitely a mouthful, but I got it. I got it. So that podcast brings you daily neighborhood barbershop talk from their perspective. So gentlemen, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. joining me. I appreciate it. Nah, we appreciate it. We don't, we, we, we don't get asked on a show <laughs> that often. So it's, it's always good to be on the other side of it. Yeah, this well, you, know, you guys, yeah, had, yeah, you guys had asked me, I think, back in November about coming on when you when you pulled Chris to come on your podcast, and I think I couldn't at the time for uh, for scheduling reasons and things mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, oh, I got to get them on. Like when I knew when I when I uh, when I was starting this podcast, I was like, yeah. Lined up my first couple of folks. I was like, "Yep, I have to go back to them. Damn. See if uh, if we can get them on." So that's nice. what's up. That's what's yeah, nice. of course. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So let's do run of show. So we're gonna do a history of your podcast. How you got here? Where did this idea come from? We're gonna talk a little football. We're gonna talk about Ravens, Colts, Steelers, Colts. Ooh, some painful history there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Certain. <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit. We'll talk off-season storylines. So anything that you're looking forward to, whether that is Derek Carr, whether that's Aaron Rodgers, whatever you got on your heart, we're going to talk about it. Uh, and then we will do blue light special. So that is a brand new segment that I kind of added in. And you'll you'll notice I like puns and things like that. So that's where the blue light special comes in. But it's basically, hey, do you have questions for me? They could be sports related. They could be non-sports related. I'm, you know, I'm open to answering I, those. I, I, it's it's going to be a fun one. I already got a good question for you. <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. So let's start there. Let's start with the history of your podcast. How did you two get together? How did this like come to be? I am going to take credit for that. Um, uh, me and Trey have been—I don't even like—I like we've been friends, but I don't at this stage of the relationship. I don't like to say friends. Uh, my kids call him Uncle Trey. Um, like that is a brother to me. Um, just like my, you know, my uh, my brothers, my, you know, I guess by blood um, in some respects, brothers. Um, but uh, it had been on my mind to do a podcast. I, eight eight years? It's been eight years, Trey. Wow, it's been yeah, it's been about eight years, man. Going back to twenty fifteen. Matter of fact, twenty fifteen. Yep, yep. So, um, so I, uh, so I, I just came to him. Hey, man, I want to do a podcast. What, I mean, he knows what it is, but what what is a podcast? How does it work? Hey, man, I got all the equipment already because I, I produce music. So I got everything in my house already. Um, just come to the house with, you know, throw a couple of, you know, we'll, we'll do a trial to see how it works. And uh, here we are. And uh, what, 300, maybe almost close to 400 uh, episodes later. And these are just wow. the ones that have been uh, that we actually count because we've done several like uncounted, I guess, shows. Um, just, just, hey man, we don't, we don't talk, you know, Trey's married. Um, I was recently divorced at the time. 
Um, and I just needed a reason to connect with with my with my brother, man. Just a good reason to connect with my brother. Um, he is the person who's quicker to talk about sports with me and really argue with me about sports. Um, doesn't okay. doesn't hurt that he's a Ravens fan <laughs> and I'm a Steelers fan. Um, mm. I think he has the most uh, challenging takes on sports uh, out of all of our out of our. Uh, brother group he has the most challenging takes so it's easier to argue with him so Mm -hmm. i said hey man let's just do it and see how it goes and here we are okay so this sounds like it was like all right let's take our friendship to the next level yeah and now we're gonna argue in it like an organized platform sort of and it and it and and over the years it has been far from organized i mean it has (laughs) it's been sloppy um we have a lot of people who yeah, we have a lot of people who've been, uh, you know, listeners of the show for years. And we just had a guest on a few months ago uh, by the name of Chief Rock of Jersey Vernon. He said, Maestro, what happened to you? Because when we just started, every other word was a cuss word. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, you know, I, you know, just so, um, I mean, we've had we've had a fun time. Uh, figuring this thing out. Um, I wouldn't do it with, uh, as far as sports, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. Um, that's that's my brother, man. And I've watched him grow from somebody who doesn't necessarily uh, know. And I mean, at this stage of the game, he's a full-on producer. Like he's uh, He has the capable skills to go on and produce podcasts for other people if that's what he chose to do, man. So um, it, it's it's been a great experience for me watching him grow and, uh, and us grow as, as a show. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I want to so add to all, that. Um, yeah, go ahead, Trey. Yeah, I, so I want to add to the story of how we, you know, we got here too. So we started doing the podcast, right? And we did maybe like the first 20 episodes. And then one day we get an email from Doug Stewart. Now, for folks, and I'm sure a lot of folks know or are familiar with the name Doug Stewart. Doug Stewart is one half of the Two Live Stews. Used to host the radio show in Atlanta. Used to be on yeah. Cold Pizza, which is now First Take with Skip for all those years. Um, Two Live Stews, they're based out of Atlanta. Um, Doug had reached out to us and said, hey, I like what you guys are doing. Um, I want to invite you guys to come on uh, my network. So Doug Stewart, um, and he wasn't on ESPN at this point. Doug Stewart at this point was doing his own internet radio show. He had maybe a little over a thousand followers, um, you know, group chat, you know, function and everything. And, you know, we, we, we sat down and we had the phone conversation and we went through everything. And he said, hey, I want to bring your show to my network and um, expose you guys to an audience. So we signed up with Doug Stewart's network. And we did that for about, Maestro, I don't even know how long. It felt for like maybe a year, year, maybe something like that. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. did it for about a year. And we gravitated to a down south audience. We gravitated to some people that also do podcasts of their own, some guys just like to listen. Some guys just, you know, they do their own shows. And, um, you know, it ranges from topics of sports, uh, drama, entertainment, things like that. And so Doug really, and I really got to give Doug a, a, a yeah. good shout out here, a great, a mm-hmm. great shout out because he discovered us 
and saw the talent that we had and decided, you know, to expose us to a, a greater audience. And so, you know, I'll, I will always thank Doug for that. And so now we do this one year on the network. And so Doug had stopped doing shows and he eventually stopped mm -hmm. doing his network. And we said, well, you know what? You know, we could kind of do our own thing. We could do, you know, we could change our format a little bit. So um, we ended up implementing a chat room to our podcast. And we had like a little interaction um, radio show slash podcast kind of a thing. Like it even got to the point where we were taking phone calls, right? And so we did that, okay. you know, it seemed like for about, you know, three or four years. And then so we um, got tired of arguing with people. <laughs> <laughs> That's just flat yeah. out what happened. We got tired of arguing with people, and we because we get so caught in the arguing with people that we never get to the topics that we actually wanted to talk about because people have their mm -hmm. opinions about what we say. Okay. We never had okay. rains on it. We ne it, it was it was a wreck. <laughs> it was a wreck, and it was a wreck. Yeah, it, it was wild. It was wild. Like I think one time I, I got so pissed at somebody that I think I unplugged the laptop to the software, and then we just kind of lost the show after that. Oh, so that wasn't we, no, no. He now and now he lying. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you exactly what? what happened. He got mad at me and slapped everything down. And and killed the podcast. It happened it? in my house. You it happened oh. in my house. It happened in my house. Okay. okay. <laughs> he okay. got mad. I don't forget what we were arguing about. And he okay. just flipped everything over <laughs> and the podcast ended. That and that's how the podcast ended. They had, somewhere in the earlier hundreds, there's an episode where we were talking and yelling, and the podcast uh -huh. abruptly uh -huh. ends. And that's, that's how the podcast ended. Mm. Mm. That is hilarious. Okay. So okay, so lots okay. of lots of history there. You yeah. got Doug. You got some fans that kind of have pushed you into a new realm because you're like, okay, we can't argue because we're arguing with each other. So what does yeah. the show look like now? Now that you've had like, hey, you had the you had the footing with Doug. You had all right. We had fans on with a live. What would you say your show has evolved to now, or your podcast has evolved to now? Like, what does that look like? Um, I think we evolved to a traditional podcast now. Like it's just we don't take no phone calls no more. Um, I think I think the turning point for us was really um, earlier last year, where you know we were still trying to figure out if we really still wanted to do this podcast. Um, mm. We were talking about marketing. We were talking about um, you know our numbers on up the snuff like we, we feel like we're just kind of hitting a brick wall and so we said you know what we really got to get out there and start doing some networking like we really got to be on we got to be on other people's platforms we got to get people on our podcast and network and you know and all that stuff and I, and I think early last year I think that was kind of the turning point for us um we we changed the format completely we you know we invite guests on you know like yourself um yep. sports writers um people in the entertainment that used to you know you know do sports um people that cover teams and things like that um and we, we've had about i want to say to this point we've had about maybe close to 30 guests in the last year on the podcast and so okay. um it's definitely changed our presence on social media particularly on twitter 
Instagram. It's it's definitely changed that people, a lot of people notice us um, a lot more than when we were, you know, when our episodes were in like the 100s and things like that. And so um, 300 plus episodes in and um, we've gone through a lot. Like this, this podcast has grown through ups and downs and has gone through different formats. And right now, now, um, with the way we have it now, with having guests on and you know things like that, it's 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 really been it's been a great we've just had a great year. Yeah, I like to second that. Um, it's definitely been uh, just having a a different perspective more often than not, just to kind of uh, kind of temper what I do and to kind of temper what he does, just to have a different mm-hmm. voice. Uh, we have. I, I would like the the female uh, the female presence on our show in the past year has really allowed us to yes. uh, kind of bring in the reins of what what we do normally as uh, as a family group. Um, we it's it's kind of easier for us to have somebody else and say, "Hey, I, I know I can't go too far because I ain't trying to make him look crazy. He won't go too far. He ain't trying to make me look crazy <laughs> in front of company. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing." Um, whereas earlier, um, I, I can speak for myself. I am constantly challenging him on air and I don't, and, and I just don't care about it. Cause that's how I talk to him in real life. So, okay. um, you know, so it works, it, it works that, um, they don't have to get so much of our bickering. Uh, we, we can educate some people a little bit <laughs> with the guests because I, I pride myself in, I just like to talk mess. I don't. I like to talk trash. I, I, I like. It, you could stab me down, and I don't know if you lying or telling the truth more times than that. I just be liking to talk sports with my with my brother. Okay, I, yeah. I love it though. I love it though. I, I like the history there, and I would say this. Um, you know, when I started, so I, w- I did a previous podcast underneath Stadium Rant called Andy Intercept Podcast. It was their Colts version. Uh, you know, their podcast yeah. for the Colts, and the first two episodes, I think, yeah. First two episodes I did by myself, completely yeah. by myself. And it was tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, you know, my notes out, I'm talking and it was, it was fine. It was cool. Cause it was cathartic for me. Like I could talk, but I noticed when I got, I actually got a request from some of the writers who were on staff with me. They were like, Hey, we heard you started a podcast. Can we be on? Yeah. And so I got like, mm-hmm. you know, a request from them two two requests. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we did an episode and it was the most fun I've had. And I don't know how long it was so much like fun to be able to talk with other people, get their perspectives. And before we knew it, an hour was up. Like we had yeah. already like blown through this hour. So it was then and I was like, okay, yeah, we got to start having, you know, more guests on this podcast and that sort of thing. So before you knew it, entire staff has been on, you know, it's like five, six people on a podcast, which by the way, can get chaotic, but it's fun. Um, Ooh, yes, we know. <laughs> but Yes, you know. we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that to that point, it started making me think about, okay, who else can I start getting on this podcast? Who else can come on? And uh, I have a buddy, Mike Patton. He does tour in the AFC South. Salute, Mike Patton. Yeah, if you know Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Mike, Mike Patton. Is, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Mike. So Mike is all about networking and who can he bring on. And I actually think tonight he's actually, um, he's got Warren Moon on. Yeah, enough, yeah, I saw uh, On his podcast. I saw, I saw Ooh, it earlier. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. Network right there, like all about networking. And I think, again, it allows yeah. you to talk about a multitude of topics allows you not to be boxed in and it can it keeps your podcast interesting so i love hearing that from you guys um and getting different folks on especially you know if you're if you are like you know what i want to i want to get this perspective from this person or from that person um on different topics it works so 
Yeah. And speaking of different topics, I want to talk a little bit about football because we did we didn't <laughs> we didn't get to this. So for those of you who are watching and listening, I was on their podcast earlier and we talked a you know a little bit of a little bit of football outside of Colts football. Um this Ravens Colts is where I'm going. Um and I will say in recent memory, there is a particular game I'm thinking about that came from the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Um Yes. Yes. And it always yes. pains me because anytime I see the Ravens, my heart just like swells up because I just think of that game. Um, I'll give you a perfect scenario. So I and I've I've told my husband I will never sit in this spot again on the couch because uh, it's now <laughs> happened to me twice whenever I sit in this spot and watch games. But I sat on a certain spot on our love seat and watched my Colts completely unravel to the Ravens. Um, I watched Lamar Jackson just absolutely shred us in the second half and i also watched in that same spot the largest comeback in nfl history um, (laughs) with the colts vikings like i was sitting in that exact same spot Mm. so i no longer sit in that spot um, (laughs) on the couch but i'm I'm, I'm going somewhere with that (laughs) man it's it's been a little rough over here in in uh colts uh, nation so um, but I'm going somewhere with that. So my question to you is, is there a particular game that happened either with Steelers or Colts or Ravens Colts that you're like, I remember where I was sitting, where, who I was with, where I was watching it when this game went down. Yeah, oh, yeah I got right. two games. So yeah, yeah go I, I, I got two games and, and, and just for context in the game last year, um, my show was talking about, you know, the brothers in our circle and stuff. So, we actually got a brother that actually is a Colts fan also um, that lives Ooh. not far from me, right? So I'm watching this game, and we're down 25 to 3. And here go my brother texting me, like, yeah, you know, talking smack and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm just chill. I'm watch the game, whatever. And then Lamar Jackson happened. Um Man, I mean that 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 comeback, and you know, for you know, there's a lot of Lamar Jackson doubters out there, and people saying, "Oh, we can't throw," or you know, "What if the team is down?" And what if he's got to make a comeback? Um, that was one of those games for me, not only because it was the Colts, but because folks were doubting Lamar Jackson's ability to make a comeback in a game, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that game right there, and. It went into overtime, if I remember, and then um, Hollywood scores a touchdown to seal it. Mm -hmm. And I text my brother and I said, yeah, hey, what now? And I ain't hear nothing from him for like a few days after that. So, yeah, imagine um, it became like he like he tends to do in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. I had to throw that shot in case he saw it. I had to throw that shot in case he saw it. I had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know I'm showing in the clip. You know I am. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the homie. But, um, but yeah, that that game um, right there is one of the ones for me um, that sticks out. Cause I mean, I'm I'm gonna be real. Um, we don't have a great history against the Colts the way I guess mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has a has a history with them. Um, especially when Peyton was the quarterback. I mean, Peyton would shred us i mean we've had top five defenses for years and here comes peyton manning and all he would do is just shred our top five defense um but there's two in particular games i know i said i only had two i'm mentioning three now but um the playoff game with 
Andrew Luck um, en oh. route to go into the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. That was mm -hmm. Andrew Luck's rookie year, so I wasn't yep. expecting him to really do uh, much in that game. But I'm gonna bring up a loss. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up a loss, and this Look is how mature you are. I was gonna do the I'm, same I'm, thing. I'm, yeah, I was gonna do the same thing, man. We growing I'm, around. I'm gonna bring here. up a loss. I'm gonna bring up a loss. So, 2006, we get Steve McNair in the off season. Um, you know, we went 13 and three. That was like the best record in the franchise's history at that time. Um, we were winning games in the last minute of the game. Steve McNair would, you know, bring magic, you know, the first half of the season. Um, we ended up 13 and three, and then we get the first round by, and then we find out a week before we play in the Colts. We play in Peyton Manning. Um, that run defense that y'all had that year was getting gashed all year. Mm -hmm. And then I remember because I watched I watched that playoff game against I think it was Kansas City and Larry Johnson had one of them great years. And then in that playoff game, I don't know if you remember Megan, they stuffed Larry Johnson in that, yeah. that wild yeah. card game. Yeah, yeah. they stuffed yeah. him. <laughs> and, and 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 so we're like, okay, we, we get the Colts. At home in Baltimore at the stadium, I I'm at my I'm at my uncle's house. You know, got the game on, and man, when I tell you that that was one of the most like frustrating losses um, that the team has had. I mean, definitely playoff losses, but that particular one, where if you were to tell me we would keep Peyton Manning out of the end zone, hold the Colts to 15 points. You think, oh, the Ravens won the game. Oh, we, you know, yep. we, we held yep. Peyton Manning in check. Ed Reed picked them off twice, I think, in that game. Yeah. And yeah. All, the, all the offense <laughs> oh could do, all the offense could do was put up six points. We lost that game 15 to six. Barn burner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was just, ugh. That and 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 after that game, I mean, and, and God bless Steve McNair. Rest in peace, because yes, um, rest in peace for sure. I, 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 I feel like I feel like he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, it, it's sad what happened to him, but um, after that season, it just kind of went downhill from that point yeah. on. Um, that was yeah. actually his last year in the league. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it, 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 it ended. It ended badly. Um, that season, and then with Steve McNair's career um, ending the way it did, um, he just got old, and so um, so there, there's my Ravens Colts um, history lesson. I, I guess I was not expecting that, uh, that, but you know, good job, man, good job, bro. I'm yeah, proud of you, was, man. I was not look, expecting well, that. The memories, well, the memories can flood back. <laughs> All right, well, I look, man. I am. I'm going to make an attempt. I can't recall. I can recall it's been so long since we've had a good notable loss to the Colts, but a moment, a moment in time, I, I, I was so young. Jim Harbaugh in 1994 um, beat us, Ooh, you beat that? us. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and look, I don't memory, memory doesn't serve me correct. I had to be eight or nine, but I remember it because mm -hmm. that's when I, really became a fan of football a, uh, and a Steelers fan yeah. for that matter. Um, right. 
that I can remember. Um, so um, they, um, I, what I remember, what I remember is, is that Jim Harbaugh had a drive, and uh, I think Neil O'Donnell was still. I'm sure Neil O'Donnell was still the quarterback at the time, and mm-hmm. they had an opportunity to score in the end zone, and uh, the Colts corner, whoever the corner was at the time, made a play in the end zone that where we lost. Now you might say that um well that's not a great memory unfortunately <laughs> i don't remember us losing to the coats and then obviously we've had losses but notable losses i i can't recall them i mean obviously i can the break the manning era i'm sorry the manning era obviously we've t- we've taken some losses i'm not yeah. going to be as mature as trey what i'll say is um that playoff game in 2003 or i guess 2004 where um, all I could do, I know who Peyton Manning is. And I went into that game. Uh, I was living in my parents' basement at the time. And um, I, you know, set the TV down. Like, I don't know. Got my chicken wings. And I don't know. I know who Peyton Manning is. But I'm just kind of hoping that maybe, <laughs> that maybe we can get past the Colts. And I remember it where uh, he had, he threw an early pick. And I said, man. We got a shot. And then the offense came along and did what they did. And obviously we got to the magical play where um, even at the end of the game in 2003, where Jerome Bettis fumbled on the, uh, on the one yard line and Ben Roethlisberger got his wide self <laughs> in the way of. So that was the Super Bowl year, right? That was the Super Bowl year. Okay. So you're talking yeah, yeah, 05. Yeah. Oh, five season. Oh, okay. five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so that year, um, that that is the that is the memory. But I was trying to be mature and I didn't have enough time to go YouTube the, the loss we took in 94. I just remember <laughs> that it was Jim Harbaugh. And uh and and you know, that was that was gonna be my attempt, but it it it, 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 it felt I feel like it fell flat, Megan. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> It's I, all good. I was, so, I so let me, so let me be mature for you, bro. I was, I was looking at it. Yeah, I feel like it fell flat. Yeah, I feel like it fell flat. But so I tried. Let me be mature for you. I, I'll be mature for you. Um, the, the let notable it be a notable loss. loss. Me, it's a notable one. It, it's a notable okay. one because it was, it was your Super Bowl year in 2008. Okay. Because y'all played the Colts in a regular season. In a regular season, and yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was it was it was it was in Pittsburgh. I, I remember mm-hmm. watching it. I yeah. remember mm-hmm. watching it because that defense that that Steelers defense was one of the best defenses. One of, one of the best defense mm-hmm. I've seen in the last few. Yeah, they they I'm not so certain that they set records, but that defense held teams to like I think a crazy fourteen. It was under game thirty. Or something it was under yeah. like that. Yeah, uh-huh. 13, I think. Yeah, it was, I think crazy. it was something crazy like that. It was something crazy like that, right? And so the Colts come into Pittsburgh. It's a late afternoon game. And the Colts that year, I think they were struggling a little bit. Um, but you knew anytime Manning was going, he could get it going offensively. Um, y'all had him in check. Like, I, I got to admit, y'all, y'all had him in check, but – he threw a late touchdown to Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne was wide open um, going down the middle of the field. I don't remember the score, but y'all took an L in that regular season game. And that was that was the year where um, the Colts were a Super Bowl, Bowl contender that year. 
I know you guys were as well, but that was sort of like the, the I guess the litmus test for y'all that particular year. Mega Hall, you me are like you don't remember. Mega Hall, that. you are you are firsthand about to experience the issues that I be having with Trey. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. There's no way that that's a notable, a notable, a notable loss, and we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I, I never, I never said it was notable. I never said it was I, I, notable. You I, that's said, the first hey, thing I said. I, I said, "Hey, bro, Trey." That's the first thing I said. I said, "Make sure it's no, notable." No, I'm not. No, no, and you I'm said, not "Yeah, it's notable." This the prop, Megan. No, Megan. no, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. You, you put words in my mouth. Tape, I never said it was Please rewind a tape. I never said it was a no. I never said it was a notable loss. I said I'm a, I'm gonna be the mature one for you because it sounded like you were you know waffling a little bit. So I said, you, you know what? I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring up a, I'm gonna bring up a game that I Trey, remember. Trey, see, I'm gonna bring problem, up a game yo. that I remember. He didn't even hear you say it. <laughs> he even hear you say it. You did say it was going to be a notable loss, sir. You did say it was going to be notable, yeah. That's the it's problem okay. that I be notable, having not, with notable, notable to me. Notable to me. <laughs> <laughs> he said notable to him. Notable All right, to we'll, we'll go with that. So speaking of notable. Hey, it's two to one. Talk, it's two to one. So. <laughs> let's talk about notable off-season storylines that you're looking forward to. So there's a lot happening right now that aren't necessarily – well, there is one related to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, what's going to mm-hmm. happen there. Uh, that's one. There is Aaron Rodgers today talking about that he was going to go on a like a retreat for four days in the darkness, um, and then he'll have clarity about what he's going to do. He learned so uh, much from Brett Favre. <laughs> there is uh, Derek Carr and talking to the Saints, and you know that could be a thing. That that's just to, that's just in the last like three days. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. anything that anything outside of that, let's let's hear what you got of things that you're looking forward to. I could, please let me go first. Right. Please, go for it. I'm go begging for it. you. I am, <laughs> I am on. I am actively on FanDuel, BetMGM, whoever to find out is there a money line, a some stakes, something of what I could be paid if I put money that Lamar Jackson doesn't play for Baltimore. Oh, not because, not because I necessarily think that they won't get the deal done. I mean, they should I mean, they should get the deal done. There's no reason they shouldn't get the deal done. But the the mm-hmm. the smallest hint that they don't get it that they don't get it done and he's somewhere in Atlanta playing for the Falcons, it, it brings so much. I see I'm a God-fearing man. And, <laughs> and, and I believe like I'm reading this I read this book by Michael Todd called Crazy Faith. It's oh. only crazy <laughs> Until it happens. And when I tell you, if it happens, I am on your expletive. <laughs> when I tell you, if Baltimore messes up and don't get this dude signed. You go, oh, you going to blame me for it? <laughs> I, I, I am blaming you i'm blaming you for it i'm blaming the front office for it i'm blaming that nfl chick for it i'm blaming (laughs) michael telford till i'm every purple pants state every single ravens fan i'm blaming it on y'all oh oh well you know the and i'm cashing out 
so I said this weeks ago. I said that it would make sense for him to go to a place like Atlanta because they got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. They could make it happen or whatever else. But I do think the Ravens yeah. should pay Lamar. Like, I'm not yeah. disputing that. Like, they need to go ahead and pay the man. Yeah, I but think if, they will. But if, but if, let's say on, I do think they will as well. But let's say in some hypothetical, they don't. Atlanta is definitely on my top list of places where I think he could go. Um, they're not completely sold on Ritter. Ritter needs time. He could he could get as much time as he would like behind Absolutely. Lamar. Absolutely. Several years. Lamar would have a running back. He would have at least, you know, one wide receiver. He's got Kyle Pitts too. I mean, they, they, there's some small pieces there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Atlanta would still need to build, yeah. but you could you could bring pieces to Atlanta and have them be just fine there. Um, where this gets interesting is what is the number going to be when they finally agree on it? Because the issue, and I brought this up before, like mm-hmm. the nasty work done by the Browns and their yep. contract that they gave to Sean yep. Watson and all that guaranteed money yep. completely unraveled yep. the, the QB market, yep. right? So now players are expecting to get close to that if possible. Like, I don't think anyone thinks like, okay, like, hey, my franchise is going to do exactly what the Browns did, but they know it's possible right. to even get close to that in guaranteed mm-hmm. money. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. think that, that is. Yeah, go for Let's it. Let's not forget too. Two more deals happened after that Deshaun Watson deal. Russell Wilson right. got the deal from Denver, and Kyler Murray got the deal from Arizona. Now both of those deals aren't fully guaranteed contracts, but if I'm Lamar's agent, I'm definitely bringing to the table, hey, this dude Deshaun Watson yeah. had a year, a full year off. And he out here, you know, at massage parlors, you know, being nasty. We ain't got to get into that. Flat out, I'm better. Flat out, flat out, Trey. But we ain't got to go there. Flat out, I'm better than Deshaun Watson. Sure. But I need to to mention that (laughs) to put the emphasis on it. Right? So um, So you got to throw dirt on the man name to get your money, bro. (laughs) You got to throw dirt on the man name to get... I mean, I think Look, Lamar could come in and be he's like, the hey, agent, I'm Lamar bro. Jackson. He's the agent. This, this Let's is, remember, he's the agent. What... <laughs> you be dirty macking, bro. You be dirty. You a dirty mac, bro. Hey, <laughs> the agent. <laughs> the agent, bro. It's the agent. <laughs> that's yeah, what you the agents that. do, bro. That's what that's they nasty. do, man. They, that's they, nasty, they, man. They got to get their client paid. I'm so, going in the Baltimore right now saying give me 300 million guaranteed if I'm Lamar Jackson. I mean, at minimum. At I agree minimum, with you. Would, I agree with you. Three hundred million of them things. You're not gonna disrespect me and, and, and give Deshaun Watson two thirty five guaranteed. You're not gonna disrespect me like I. Man, yeah. shout out to that NFL chick because we, we. It was either that NFL chick or um or uh, uh Tiffany Sports and Hills who was saying. I think it was the yeah. NFL chick though who was saying mm-hmm. when you ride around Baltimore, you don't see signs of Lamar Jackson. Sign that's crazy on the bill on the bill. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, crazy. like the yeah. biggest, possibly the biggest, easily top five superstar in the NFL is Lamar Jackson. That's in his crazy. home city, you see Justin Tucker. <laughs> and no shade to Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah Justin Tucker is great. But... Yeah, but you <laughs> come on, man. Nah, it's disrespectful. Nah, like it's the, disrespectful. It's yeah, it's but but you know um the NFL. You're not even getting me. I'm sorry, Trey. You're not even getting me advertising money. I'm sorry. You're not even getting me advertising money. Three hundred right. million. But but the NFL chick, she made a good point. She made a good point when we had her on, and she said, "Hey, this is one of the reasons why you need to have an agent. It's not just 
negotiating NFL contracts while you're in the NFL. It's also negotiating endorsements. I live in Baltimore. One of the top companies here is Under Armour, right? Like Under Armour mm-hmm. is like the company, right? Steph Curry's got shoes. Mother um, athletes have shoes with Under Armour. It's a disgrace that Lamar Jackson and Under Armour don't have an endorsement deal or even some kind of business connection of some sort. Like how yeah. are you the biggest star in the market and you've got the biggest um, athletic wear um, company in the market and there's no business connection. Like that's, that, that's just yeah. mind boggling to me. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm curious to see what happens, you know, with him. Um, I think some of the other storylines that we'll see this offseason, obviously the, there's still the coaching search going on, right? The Colts have one going yeah. on right now. The Cardinals have one going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texans is also one that I think would be interesting to see how they fill out their staff now that they got D'Amico Ryans. Right. Um, the Broncos, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, how is that going to work out? I think that's going to be great, yeah. by the way. I, think, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a Super Bowl team. I think – that he's the same height as Drew Brees. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I think they're the they're same play, height. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would say this. Yeah. I think with the with the right tooling, they could be there because you could see that their defense was, I mean, their defense was a stuff of nightmares. Yeah, they, yeah. They, completely stuff of nightmares. But their offense couldn't keep up with that sort of production that their defense was was putting out. So you needed someone to be able to come in and, and say, you know, all right, we're going to move, you know, we're going to move this guy here. We're going to move Jerry Judy here. We're going to have Russell throw. Here. Like mm-hmm. you got to get the things there that are highlighted. I don't think that you're going to get the same Russell Wilson that you got in Seattle. Like I think yeah. that that boat is, yeah. that, that boat's gone. Yeah, that's fair. That's but fair. I think yeah. you get a new version mm-hmm. of Russell that yeah. you could work with and be able to get him some quick throws, some dink and dunks down the field, just get him in some rhythm. Cause you'd see, I mean, you would see it that they would get in rhythm and then just unexplicably kind of fall apart either a pick or they like were running the ball too much when they shouldn't it, it was a lot going on i think yeah nathaniel hackett was doing the best that he could but clearly it just wasn't working there so i'd be yeah. curious to see what what sean payton does with with russell wilson and co i really wonder was Nath- was hackett calling plays like i really I, see i don't know that either yeah. i don't know if it was I a hackett was- thing i don't know if it who was calling plays but at the end of the day, it falls on Hackett's like absolutely, shoulders, right? absolutely. Like, so he should have been fired. I think, oh yeah, I think that you know that they were about midway through the season. Broncos fans were absolutely done. They were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. no, 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 he's got to yeah. go." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'll be, yeah. I'll be curious to see what happens there if Sean Payton can recreate some of the magic that he had in New Orleans with Russell Wilson. But I think if anybody that was available that was going to do it, it's going to be Sean Payton. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hate to be the I hate to be the uh, the fan the, the that 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 uh, not ignorant that biased fan that just wants to say hey man this is my team and this is my team and that's the only news I care about but <laughs> I want my team to be back in the playoffs <laughs> and I need my offensive line to get together I am interested in Kenny Pickett's uh, maturation as he goes through an actual offseason knowing that one hundred percent he is the number one quarterback that he earned. Um, I'm a Miss Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a Miss Brian Flores. I, I make I make it known everywhere I can make it known that I'm a Miss Brian Flores. But I hope he does good things in Minnesota. And while we're speaking about Minnesota, Minnesota is going to be an interesting team if he writes that defense. Minnesota is going to be an interesting team if they can get that defense together. Yeah. Brian Flores is certainly the type of coach that can get that defense, uh, get that defense together. 
especially when I know how bad my running defense was in the beginning of the year to how we, you know, got better as the year, as the season went on. Um, man, I, man, the Vikings, cause I said, Kirk Cousins got about a year. He got about a year. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, Vikings are going to be fine. Like they, you know, you knew that their magic was going to run out at some point. Like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't fooled by a lot of what they were doing, which is why I think I was even all the more upset that my Colts couldn't complete a game. Um, But, uh, (laughs) but I do think that Brian Flores will be good. Yeah. That's definitely twisting the knife right there. Um, You know, Yeah, Um, that's on yourself though. (laughs) Hey, listen, I, I'm one thing. Very objective. I I keep it very real about my team. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say that I think Brian Flores will be completely fine in Minnesota. Like I'm not worried about the middle. I think it's a fantastic hire for them. Um, and that's a really nice gift for Kevin O'Connell and his staff. So, um, all right, so I think we talked quite a bit of storylines there. I want to get to the and question Meg, that you had for me. I'm yeah, sorry. go for it. Meg, I'm, I'm sorry. I I, I got to go back to the Lamar Jackson thing for a minute. Yeah, so, go for it. My, go for it. So, this is another thing so, he no. does. <laughs> go so, ahead, bro. I'm well, sorry. I'm I was, sorry. I was, I, was trying to, I was trying to mention it when we were talking about Lamar, but if you remember our show last week, my show, I said I had something interesting that I wanted to bring get your opinion on because I had heard some stuff um, the week prior. So, so this is what I heard. So, um, and I saw this on Twitter, um, this potential um, trade, uh, three team trade, right. Mm. Um, between Atlanta, the Ravens and the bears. Right. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. So in Chicago's case, I've been hearing stories about, they possibly want to trade Justin Fields. They're looking to get a quarterback in the draft. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's just draft day, you know, like you're trying to, you know, what's what's the word? You're, you're trying to, you know, psych out the other teams from, you know, doing what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that's about, right? And I, and I also know that they changed the regime like the people that drafted Justin Fields isn't there no more. So you got the new people in and maybe they want to change some stuff up. So I don't know what that's about. Right. And I also know Atlanta's been in the conversation to trade for Lamar Jackson. If it was just those two teams. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if the Ravens can't get this deal done with Lamar and if it's those three teams in this three-team trade, if if the Ravens do this, if Chicago is in that mix, you got to give me Justin Fields. Like, in, in that three-team trade, you got to give me Justin Fields. Like, you're not, you're not, if you're the Ravens, you're not going to make that trade and Justin Fields is not a part of that package. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, but, you gotta but, recoup some of the value. Some of the but value. But we talking right? about consolation prizes when you just had one of the best quarterbacks <laughs> in the league in your in your locker room and y'all refused to pay him. I mean, sure. I mean, if we're talking about the whole what if thing, I, I guess if you're gonna if you gotta lose them, right? I'm just saying, them? if it's those three teams, if it's if it's I, those three teams in I that trade, if it happens, then I mean, but that you, but, you that, but that's obvious, ain't it? But that's obvious, ain't huh? it? Yeah. But that's obvious, that's, ain't it? Sure. 
That's yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I guess what yeah. I guess to answer your question is, I don't get your question. It's very obvious yeah. that they would have that they would need to get Justin Fields out of the, out of that trade because they're losing. That's the only that's the only thing that's left. But 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 it's also possible that they don't get them out of that trade. It's also possible. Well, then then you're in front of then I would I would feel very confident in saying, and you would never be able to say it to me again because I would say it to you every single day. Your front office is trash. That's it. Yeah. Every and, I, day. and I would say it along with you. And I would say it along with you. I ain't I mean, going to hold I you. I can't defend that. I, I ain't going to hold you. If you ended up with Justin Fields, your front office is trash. Why is that? I mean, you. so you give up Lamar Jackson to get Justin Fields. I mean, it's 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 a consolation prize. That's what that's what it's going to feel like. It's going to yeah. be like, a, no, hey, well, thanks for the, playing. The, the, Thank the you for giving up Lamar. Would you like Justin? And that's not even a slight to Justin Fields. It's just not the same sort of quarterback tier there. Like, Because at the end of the day, just French, just tag him. Well, of course, I mean, they're going to tag him. I mean, they're not going to just trade him. I mean, I'm just well, saying, they can't trade him. He's not under contract. They're going to have to tag him. Like Man. that, that's gonna happen. It's just a matter of is the relationship broken? I don't, I, can they, can I don't they fix like it the or idea. not? Like, that's the, like, that's the, that's the real question. Like, did, From is the objective. relationship broken enough to where they're gonna, like, they, they gotta move, they gotta part ways? It so might not you are, be because, right, I'm sorry. That, I'm, I'm, I'm just here for clarity at this stage of the game because that whole trade thing, that, that's, that that whole scenario was ass for the uh, trash for the uh, for the uh, <laughs> for the Ravens. So I don't know who way who I don't know who I would love to know who tweeted that possibility. He got to be a he got to be an Atlanta fan. He got to be a Falcons fan to oh, post I, such I, I a. Don't, I don't know. I, the reason but, why I but say the that. Post the, why I, but the, but the post didn't necessarily say that Justin Fields is a part of the trade. I'm the one that's saying, hey. If you're talking about a three-team trade between these three teams that involves Lamar Jackson going to Atlanta, the Ravens need to get Justin Fields out just, of that trade. Is, yeah, what I, that, is what I'm saying. Right, but that's just obvious, though. But that's just obvious. I'm just, but that's that's just not. not it's not obvious because we know what's going to get done. It's obvious that that would be the compensation. That would be the obvious mm-hmm. thing that if I'm the Ravens. This don't go down unless I get Justin Fields. But why would you let Lamar Jackson go to Atlanta when you could have just franchise tagged them? What, because of your relationship? Well, no, bad? Again, I don't care about your relationship. No, no, no. The gonna, franchise tag is like 27 Maestro, mil. They're going to gonna franchise tag him. They have to. He's, he doesn't have a contract no more. So, yes, they're going to franchise him. No, you it's hope they franchise After they franchise him. Huh? No, they're going <laughs> no, to franchise you hope, him. No, you hope that. You don't know what they're going to do. You hope that. No. I mean, just no, like you could throw this theoretical. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just like you could throw. I'm sorry, oh. Megan. This is this is what happened. <laughs> just like I, you I, throw the. Just like you throw this theoretical. This theoretical. What's more likely to happen, though? What's more? We know what's more likely to happen. But if we know that that's more likely to happen, then why are we even talking about the right. idea of a three-team trade and what would the possible compensation be? When we know what the obvious compensation would be, like I, I, I just don't understand the uh, the reasoning behind the question. I think it's just because it was a cool okay. scenario okay. that he saw. On I don't think that was cool at all. I think okay. <laughs> this okay. where we be cla- this where we be clashing at. Okay, I, 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 I don't, I don't get. I, I hope this is 
I, I, I don't get why it's got to this point. I I just I mean we just I mean it, it, I, yeah I don't I don't like I don't like I don't like that tweet. I don't know who tweeted it, but I don't tell them I don't like it. And at yeah, me, no, I don't no, like no. it. Well, I think I think you're missing the context of the tweet. Someone heard that there was a potential trade um, idea between those three teams. No names were mentioned. No players' names were mentioned in the tweet. I saw the tweet and I said, okay. Then I thought about each team and I thought about, okay, Chicago, we've heard stories about them wanting to trade fields. We don't know if it's mm-hmm. true or not. And then we've mm-hmm. heard about what the Falcons um, being in a mix to trade for Lamar. So I'm like, I'm putting those two things together, those possibilities together. And I'm saying, okay, if this trade somehow happens, then if you're the Ravens, then you have to get Justin Fields out of that three-team trade. Yeah, that's the tweet. That's I mean, the tweet. That am, I, am, I miss, am I missing something? Am I, am I missing something? That's the tweet that scroll past. That's the tweet that scroll past. I don't even think about that tweet though. That's that. That's most of what I'm saying. That's the that's the tweet that scroll past. I don't even. Okay, put no, that, that's fine. I mean, you're not yeah. a fan of either one of those teams, so I, no, no. I, oh, I, don't I, you I dare do that! <laughs> don't you dare do that! Don't do what? Oh, just not, don't do what? Of course, I, that's, you're gonna scroll past it. No, that's not a good tweet because of the situation. It's not a good tweet. It's not not a good tweet because I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just not a good scenario. I think. So I why think is it's not a, a, why is it not a good tweet? I want to know why it's not a good tweet. Because of speculation I, I, or no, no, no. It's not a good tweet because there's nothing that Chicago has to offer Baltimore that's that's equal compensation for Lamar Jackson. In that matter, there's nothing that Atlanta has to offer uh to offer Baltimore that's equal compensation for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I mean even if you were to quote unquote offer fields, you know, as a consolation prize, like you're still losing value okay. there for giving up Lamar. I just yeah. I couldn't see it happening. Like I I don't know if they would do that. No like in my mind, if you're gonna give up Lamar, like you might as well go draft you another quarterback. Go and draft at your that, quarterback. Yeah, at that mm-hmm. rate, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not even slight the field. It's just yeah, the the value there is. It, it, is yeah, not it possible. sounds like a slight the fields though. It's <laughs> it it's not like though. It's fields, not. Though. It's really not. Like no, no, no hold on. I'll save you, Megan. Don't worry. I'm sliding fields. <laughs> it's not that he won't become. It's not that one day he won't become a good quarterback. I'm sure, mm-hmm. and he's done good things under bad circumstances. But right, right now, right, right now, he ain't. Come on, man. But that's not. That's not. That's not. That's not even a reasonable comparison. Fields ain't in Jackson's lane. Yeah, I mean, that's not. Uh, I, I never here's said a, that. Here's a comment from from Mike. Speaking of Mike Patton, he said, "What up, what up, my boy? <laughs> oh, what up, what up, what up? Crying at the altar, asking, what have I done, God? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and, and he's gonna have to deal with me every week. Oh, stop." <laughs> Behave yourself, Mike. All right, so let's let's talk about. (laughs) Let's do the last segment of of the podcast. So let's do blue light special. So this is basically: Do you have questions for me? Maestro said he had one earlier, so I'm I'm ready for this question now. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. How long have you been married? That's not the question. I'm just prefacing. Oh yeah, so my husband and I will be married five years in April. (laughs) Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I've been having this conversation amongst amongst uh, 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 I guess date nights and 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 dinner room table and dining room tables. Yeah. How does God honor marriage? 
Ooh. Ooh. Ah, that is a tough question. I would say Dang. for me, it, it was probably the opposite way. How does my marriage honor God? That's that's the way I think of it. So, and I'll say this, like for, and, and, and for me, if you know me on a personal level, I think my faith is really important to me. So I try mm-hmm. to use that as the, as the basis for everything I do. Sure. So my husband and I have always thought about it is like, God has to be at the center of our marriage, right? We have to have him there. Otherwise, the marriage does not work. It, it's mm-hmm. not going to work no matter how much mm-hmm. effort you put into it. Um, for us, it's about what do we sow into each other? Are we honoring each other? Are we reflecting that to our children? Are we reflecting that every day in our commitment to each other? That's the way I think of it. Like if my marriage is going to honor God that way, that's I think of it in the opposite way. Like what am I doing every single day that says, all right, God, like this is the man that you picked for me. How mm-hmm. do I show him that I love him, that I appreciate him, that I'm, you thought so much of me that you brought someone to me, crafted yeah. for me. How, what am I doing to show him, you know, that I, that I love him. Um, and I think that's, that's tough. Cause we're still working through that. Sure. So defining what marriage looks like for me and I'll be real honest with you. So I think you mentioned it earlier that you were divorced. So am mm-hmm. I, this is my yeah. second marriage. Yeah. Um, and in my first marriage, I think I spent a lot of time trying to put together what I thought was this perfect kind of marriage, what it looks mm-hmm. like or whatever else. Cause I had seen that sort of example of, oh, grandparents been married for 50 plus years, 60 plus years, that sort of thing. But there was only one of us in that marriage who was honoring what we thought marriage should be in God's eyes. Mm. And, mm. and and you'll read in the, between the lines of that. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, <laughs> so with you. when I got out of that marriage, I was like, huh, what, how do, how do I want to go about this? You know, where do yeah. I want to, where do I want to go? So when I started dating my husband, the first thing that I said, like, I mean, I barely knew this man. I said, God, show me how to love him through you. Like, make sure that I am a vessel here. Wow. Um, So I think that that is that that was a completely different approach. Right. Like it was very, very different for me. Yeah. Um, But it was to the point where I had been through hell. I had been through a really rough divorce that I never thought I'd go through. And then my whole construct of what I thought marriage should be and the way that it should look on a spiritual level, on a physical level everything changed yeah so i had to reconstruct that so i'm still learning what that looks like and and how does it you know ladder up but that's that's kind of what that's my probably deep rooted answer there wow no that's that's deep hey the only the only pushback not necessarily and i won't say pushback the only thing i offer is that i think i think what makes marriage interesting is that you're always learning and once you stop learning and once you stop learning, and that's when the, that's when you think you got it figured out, and that's where problems can happen. Yeah, Mike says Mike right on it, right on. Ever evolving yeah. So wise, man. Mike's so life. wise, man. Yeah. So Mike says yeah. in the comments, he said, "I'm 13 years in myself in marriage this September." Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we. I will say this: congrats. we will have been yeah. married five years in in April, and I think we probably spent the first three of them like still figuring each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got together, mm-hmm. our lives, I mean, zoomed like that. Yeah. We were dating. Then we, when we found out we were pregnant with my oldest son, mm-hmm. we got married, found out we were pregnant again. Um, like it was like, what, like what is happening? Like yeah. We barely had time to set, you know, those, those sort of foundations for ourselves. So we are still learning how to do that. Um, and I think my, my husband and I have to give him a lot of credit. He's done his, his darndest to, um know what it's like to be a husband as well because that was a foreign territory for him yeah um also leaning on his uh his fraternity brothers they have like a weekly um 
Bible study that they do as well. And it's all like married men that they do. And yeah. these are men who are newer in their marriages and trying to figure it out, you know, as they go along, how do I maintain self, but also maintain for my wife and, oh. you know, also honor God in between. So it's really, 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 really cool. So, so that's uh, an no, interesting perspective. Yeah. That's yeah. An interesting perspective as opposed to worrying about how God honors marriage. Because you went totally, you went a totally different route, which is which is an interesting perspective. Why does it even matter how God honors marriages if it's our job to honor Him anyway? That's so. That, yep. I mean, that's a, that's a great perspective. I, that's, that's, that's dope. Yeah, I didn't get that I'm answer at. at no dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's honestly that's where I'm at. I think you know, for me, it was all about like how can I be the best version of myself in my marriage, but also, like I said, I was redefining what I thought marriage should be like i mean that that divorce changed my life yeah completely changed my uh, life i'm i'm still, um, I'm still being changed <laughs> <laughs> eight years later i'm still being yeah changed. yeah so and and even so even with my husband now like you know this is part of part of being in our marriages again how do we honor god and i is supporting each other this podcast is a, is a big you know representation of my husband supporting me yeah. helping me create nfl content like i didn't have that sort of support before yeah um you know and and he does it unconditionally like i never worry about you know hey i got a podcast or hey i got a right he's always like okay whatever yeah. you need yeah. and i appreciate that yeah. so it's, it's the little things that, that count no nope. so nope. yeah what else you got for me that was an easy one Trey, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got well, your blue. i'll, you I'll say uh, yeah yeah i do uh, but i was going to say in response to uh, Meg's answer. Um, I'm approaching a 10 year anniversary with my wife mm-hmm. later this year. Yeah. Awesome. And I, yeah. and I, and I got to tell you that, um, marriage is shout out Deb. another job. Yeah. Shout out to my wife, Debbie. Um, it is a job. It is a, it is another job next to, yeah. you know, your nine to five next to the kids being a total separate job. It's, you know, it, it's work. It's coming home to deal with another, um, you know, work environment, per se. So mm-hmm. it, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes um, compromise. That's the that's the one word that people, um, you know, throw out there is the compromise word. So yeah. um, there's definitely a lot that has to go through that. And I like your answer um, when you said you're always learning something. And, you know, I reflect on that and it's like, yeah, I'm actually learning, you know, on the job. You know, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm learning something new every day, you know, when it when it comes to my family. So but yeah, my question was and it's and it's related to family, too. When you and I were kind of talking pregame before we got onto the show here, um, we do have some things in common. You got your kids. I have my kids and my spouse and everything. Um, I want to know from you, how challenging is it to balance family and being able to do your podcasts, being able mm. to do all your articles for Colts Wire? Like, take me through that. How do you balance that out? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, honestly, there are a lot of days I, I honestly don't know how I do it. <laughs> um, but a lot of it is <laughs> finding finding the space for it is like, OK, the boys are napping. Uh, you know, I'm going to write, it is okay. Like I got to wait till they go to bed to do the podcast or things mm. like that. Um, when I first started this journey last year, I like, I mean, I was writing like two times a week. That's it. Right. Like yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't a whole lot, but that was a lot to me at the time. 
Uh, and then it grew to 16 articles a month. I was yeah. turning out plus two podcasts a week. Like it was a full, like full, basically another full-time job on top yeah, of everything right, else. Right. And um, it wasn't until actually I took some time off from work at the end of last year. I took two weeks off and just like, it was the end of the year, literally sat for two weeks. Yeah. And I realized just how much time I was putting into, you know, my craft, just how much time was doing that. And it was, it was honestly, it was very enlightening for me to realize like yeah you got to find the balance right you got to find that fine fine tooth balance and i think for me it starts with self-care mm-hmm. um i'm really 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 trying to double down on self-care so whether that mm-hmm. is you know going to go mm-hmm. get my hair cut or that's i'm going to the gym or right. you know i'm going to as you know as old lady as this sounds i'm going to you know go to a starbucks i'm going to sit in the in the uh, lounger and i'm going to read and drink coffee mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's not old lady of- at all by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's super relaxing yeah. to do, yeah. uh, especially summertime, things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, that sort of, those sort of moments is finding the space for self-care between there. Because it's very, very easy to lose sight of who I am as a person, who I am as a mom, as a wife, as a podcaster, as a writer. Like all that can get lost if you don't have those lanes for them. And I think for me, I'm still finding that balance as much as possible. I would say that now I've kind of got it. Like, I, I know what days are going to be worse than others for creating. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, like, Tuesdays are nice for podcasting, but maybe not so nice for writing. Right. And, you know, and, you know, I know that Sundays are great for, you know, for writing, but maybe not so nice for podcasting. Like, those are the things that I've, you know, I've figured out over the last, I would say, probably eh, probably six plus months, you know, I've, I've worked on finding that proper balance. But I would say this, it also takes a supportive partner. So I, I again, yeah. I'll give a shout out to my husband. Um, yeah. He's been great through all of this. Like if I say I'm going to go right, he's like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the boys. If I got to do a podcast, he's been, you know, phenomenal that way. Like yeah. it's never been an issue. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an unspoken, you know, sort of thing that we have between us. Like he's just like, he understands this is a passion for me. And it's when I feel the most alive. It's when I feel the most happy. Wow. Um, so, you know, he, he mm. has said, like, whatever you need, I got you. Mm. So. Dope. Mm. That's dope. So my wife That's asks dope. me every week, is the podcast canceled? She asks me that every week <laughs> before I come on to do the podcast. It's because oh, of me. Yeah, it's because of me, though, because I'm wild. And his wife know I'm wild. <laughs> no, you no know, it's honestly, not because of you. <laughs> I hear you. I it's hear you, though. Because It's not because of you. Right. It's not because of you. It's because you got to deal with them kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's it's he. It's kind of the opposite. He's like he'll he'll ask, "Is there a podcast tonight, or do you have a podcast tonight?" Like he yeah. kind of picks up on my schedule. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever really been like, "Okay, is it canceled?" Unless he knows like that week is just absolutely <laughs> crazy for me, and I'm yeah. trying to squeeze in a podcast, but I, you know, I can't. Um. So yeah, it. it I mean, I will say this: spouses. You know, any 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 significant others, friends of anybody who's in sports media, like, you know, that it is a grind and it is a, we are mm-hmm. creating content all the time. So that's going to be, you know, yeah. late nights and, you know, squeezing it in, in other, other areas. So yeah, definitely got to have the the patience and the, and the support system to do it. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. Those are really good questions. I appreciate those. Those took me like way left, which I appreciate it because it's hey. different than, uh, than what we've been talking about. So cool, cool. All right. So let me say this. First of all, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. This was a fun episode. It was really good to hear your stories and tell a little bit about mine. 
Um, but before we go, let's tell the people where they can find you on the social. So Maestro, where can people find you? Um, I am at Maestro Styles every single where you want to find me at. Literally, I have done a great job. I pat myself on the back at branding <laughs> myself. Um, no, if you type Maestro Styles, you will find me. If um, I am everywhere at Maestro Styles for your music taste, for your sports takes, for your just regular. I'm a, you know, I'm just a regular dude talking, talking trash, man. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. All right, Trey, where can, where can people find you? Um, you guys can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Trey Frazier. Um, with Twitter. Um, with the podcast account, I kind of treat it as my own personal thing sometimes. But if you guys want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Barbershop SPOR2. Awesome. Awesome. And All right. while we while we plugging, we didn't do a good job of this. Follow the podcast, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, yes. You can follow yes, us sir. on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube. Um, to catch our shows, we would normally release the recording of our shows on Wednesdays and we do the live shows on Tuesdays. So if you want to catch us live, join in the chat room, um, that that's Tuesday nights around. We normally do seven o'clock and um, and, you know, Apple podcasts everywhere you find podcasts. We're there. Um, come see us, man. Come visit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, and we're having a we're having a Super Bowl giveaway. I'm sorry, Meg. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean Super Bowl you, giveaway. We're having, okay. We're having a we're having a Super Bowl giveaway. I have one barbershop sports talk podcast T-shirt left, and I also have a keychain that I'm going to give away um, Super Bowl Sunday. So here's the instructions. Uh, follow us on Instagram at barbershop sports talk podcast. I'm going to put an Insta story in the night before the Super Bowl um, with an Insta question. If you can guess the winner and the score of the game, or if you get closest to the right score of the game, I'll send you guys a free T-shirt and a free keychain. We are not honoring the script leak. The script leaked, and we are not honoring it. So don't nobody come DMing us talking about 37-34 Philadelphia. We are not honoring it. I love that. I love that. All right. So you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the Megan Hall. So that's T-H-E. And then, of course, my, my name, Megan Hall. Um, you can also head over to YouTube.com slash Real Life Blue Stories. That is the podcast in video form. Also on TikTok too. So we just updated that. I'm trying to get like my hands in all the different like I channels. Swear. Just I working on it. I know. <laughs> I know I need to do it. I hate TikTok. Yeah, I can't, I can't do no me TikTok. I, I can do everything else, but I'm trying to like catch up to the, what does it say? Catch up to the young kids. Yeah, yeah that's, you what, right. that's what I'm trying to do. You, you're <laughs> right. Of course, <laughs> finally, for more Colts content, head over to coltswire.usatoday.com for stories from our entire staff and myself as well. Uh, you have been listening to the Real Life Blue Stories podcast with Megan Hall. Appreciate both of you for coming on, and I will see you guys on the next episode. For more stories on your Indianapolis Colts, head over to coltswire.usatoday.com.